Welcome to Late Night Talks, a place for growth, stability, and transformation. The podcast for men and for the women who want to understand men. My name is Amy Jo. I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist, Reiki master, and a life strategist. Here, we take you to the next level of your journey mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Hello, welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo. How's it going? I hope you are well, doing fine, and feeling fantastic. I hope you had a great week and I hope you're ready for the new one. I have to tell you that I went and saw Top Gun and if you have not seen that movie, you don't know what you're missing. It is so amazing. I mean, Tom Cruise, he nailed it. It is like a full-blown adrenaline rush the entire movie. It's emotional, it's moving, it's just, oh my goodness. Yeah, so if you're into that stuff, definitely I would suggest you go and um, check it out if you haven't already. So, okay, tonight we're going to extend a bit more on last week's topic of dating. But tonight... We're going to be concentrating more on online dating and some of the truth bombs that come along with it. And some of the things that I might say might hurt some of your feelings, and I don't mean for this to happen. I don't sugarcoat things here, and I just kind of feel sometimes my words might feel too forward or blunt, and that is not at all my intention, but... You know, sometimes we have to look at the reality of certain situations, right? So this is what tonight's about. For the new listeners, I want to fill you in. Someone a couple of weeks ago, a younger fella, came to me with his concerns about whether online dating was worth it. He wasn't finding any success there. And we're going to dive a little deeper into this tonight. And honestly, there are some positive sides to online dating. Very, very few though. I mean, look, there's more negatives than there are positives. It's wonderful. Yeah. You get to meet new people, you know, all kinds of different people with different cultures and backgrounds. And you can also weed out those that you really, you know, those uh, traits that you don't want in a person. Like if it's a smoker, like the deal breakers, right? But we have to get real here and realize that there's so much dishonesty when it comes to online dating. And another thing is that it's absolutely emotionless. It's a very shallow way to base a potential partner by a few pictures in a matter of a minute or so. Really? Now, there's plenty of people who aren't photogenic. Have you ever seen a picture of someone and then you met them in person and they were like way better looking in person? 
So this is the stuff that we're missing. And in today's world, we input our preferences, right? Of what we're attracted to. Ethnicity is now on there. I mean, education, religion, politics, height, you know, whatever. And if, if they don't carry or match to your liking, you know, they're not six foot, you throw them aside. Meanwhile, you could be missing out on a beautiful opportunity to meet someone who's kind, who's charming, but you'll never find out because we're basing everything off of an image that doesn't immediately appeal to us. You know, we might as well be robots. Finding a partner online is its truly like screening someone for a job interview, right? Do you have this, 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 etc.? We can't get the real vibe off of someone when it's online, right? And a vibe really matters. The vibe you give off, how they make you feel. And someone really has to be in your presence in order for you to feel that sexual chemistry, to see if you have that sexual chemistry. And yes, you know, you meet online and and you lead up to that and you go on a date. But a lot of times it doesn't even lead to a date. So that's that's what we're going to get into. Okay, so last week we covered dating. We did a fairly thorough review of what it takes to be in a relationship. But a couple people did point out that we hadn't really given any solid advice on how to get out there and date. So let's dig a little bit deeper. And yes... I am very, very aware of the red pill, blue pill, and I'm going to try and debunk some of this because it has really given a lot of attention, but much of it's based on women's attractiveness, right? Up to about the age of 29 and men's success after that, but it eliminates lots of things, right? Such as compatibility. Maybe the type of character, the type of character you are, the type of character you're looking for, the social and the economic background that maybe you're from, what you find attractive. And there's many, many people in the world who don't find big boobs, big lips, big asses, or even six packs attractive. And that's a fact. Some women they're down for the dad bod. Have you ever met someone that you thought was a nine or a 10? And the more that you got to know them, the less beautiful they became. Or maybe you met someone who's a three or a four. And the more you got to know them, the more beautiful they became. See, these are all the things Red pill and all this data does not take into account. So I'd be very weary of any of it and, and really don't be brainwashed by it. Similarly, this whole idea of the incels, the involuntary celibates, young men who want to be in relationships, they want to be having sex 
and they can't meet women. There's no such thing as an involuntary celibate. There's only someone who's given up, who's thrown their hands in the air, and bought into this ideology based on a myth. These men buy into these theories that they're never going to meet anyone. They take on this identity that's attached to being a failure or a loser. Not all, but some of these incels or these men in the misogynistic groups believe that, say, a a woman who's a 10, right, should be dating them, but yet they're not willing to improve themselves in any way. And the problem is that in these forums, they create this community of men that continue to reinforce these beliefs about women in the world. And the problem is that most of these men are just depressed. And this is a real issue that needs to be addressed. This is the problem that needs to be addressed. And it's turning into violent behavior. And I won't go on about this, but maybe I'll talk about it in another episode. So let's start at the beginning. First of all, the whole idea of one to 10. Let's get into this. This is which a lot of the red pill is based on, right? Women who are incredibly beautiful with perfect bodies are eight, nine, and tens. Whereas men, they don't have to be quite as beautiful, they have to be successful. Not saying that a sexy body and a nice looking face isn't going to hurt anybody's feelings, but here's the truth about nines and tens. And if you don't believe me, I want you to walk down a busy street in the next 24 hours, or go to a mall, just go somewhere where there's a lot of people and rate the number of people that you walk by who are eight, nines, and tens in their looks. Okay. The truth is that if you see 100 people, the statistics suggest that only about 4% of the population is an 8, 9, or 10 physically. So if you're only interested in the physical and you're an 8, 9, or 10, go for it. So here we've established that the really hot people, if your metric is that they're really good looking and have these great bodies are about 4%. And the men, yes, they will date down, but women will not. So the women who are also in competition, these 4%, who are 8, 9s, and 10s, are in competition with all the women for the 8, 9, and 10s. But we're not going to concern ourselves with this tonight because there's a lot of interesting information that I want to share with you about really how the reality of things really go. So let's first start with how prevalent online dating is versus real-time dating. And I know we touched on this in the last podcast when we suggested that you get offline and you go get yourself dressed up nice and do what you need to do. Go to a place, whether it's a club, if that's what you're into, a meetup, wherever it is that you need to go, where you're going to find people that you can have a conversation with. 
and that you're going to be able to get to know. And the truth is, in terms of attractiveness, realistically, physical attractiveness is about 10% of the whole deal. As a society, we've become so obsessed, obsessed with physical attractiveness that people who aren't conventionally physically attractive consider themselves undateable. And this is not true. We have to distinguish the difference between attractiveness and attraction, right? So I hate to break it to you, but if you're a normal person alive in America today, you're probably a three, four, five, or six. It is called the average. And there are more people in the middle than there are at the end right? There's fewer disgustingly ugly people on earth or amazingly beautiful people on this earth than there are people in the middle. So accept average. Be honest with yourself. Be humble. You're probably somewhere between a three and a six, right? Five is the average. But if you think you're a four, Your life will be much easier because then you're not going to be competing to try and start dating people who are sevens or eights. So really, we need to pull ourselves back into reality and stop being afraid of the average. The average is the truth. And I don't mean to offend people, but that's the truth. This is the facts. And the problem is people think that they're not physically attractive So therefore that nobody will be attracted to them. And this confuses attractiveness with attraction. And yeah, they do overlap. But here's a nice exercise you might want to try in your head. Okay. Imagine the person that you'd be very happy dating. Okay. And let's rate them. What percentage of the attraction is based on the physical? Okay. Let's go crazy and say it's 25%. What percentage is based on the sense of humor? What percentage is based on intelligence? What percentage is based on a positive outlook? And let me tell you something. All of these things are going to be way, way, way more important as you get to know somebody. Yes, the first six months, always amazing when you're getting to know somebody. But if it's just physical, we all know what happens. It will only last for so long. There are other factors involved. If you're a man, success and status are important. And it's generally only important after you hit about 30. But what's attractive is that if you have a plan... So you can say, I'm learning to be a plumber and one day I'm going to own my own plumbing company. That's attractive. It means you know who you are. You're humble, but you have some big ideas about who you might become. And you're more likely to be attracted to people who are from a similar social class to you. So if you're a plumber, maybe you'd be attracted to a nurse or maybe somebody who works in a factory. So accept again the idea 
that it is much easier to get on with people who you have shared values with. People from your church, people from your town, people maybe your parents know. These are the places where it's better to look. And if you have a graduate degree, you're probably going to be looking at people with a graduate degree. And let's accept that there's a lot of idiosyncrasies around attraction, right? Some people who look at, let me think of an example, Angelina Jolie, okay, and say, oh, she has the most beautiful lips. Other people will look at her lips and say, oh my God, she looks like a goldfish. So there's no hard and fast rules for this, right? Don't buy into all of these red pill ideas that the whole thing is data-based and entirely dependent on your wealth or your power or your status or your looks or your intelligence. It's not. It's a combination of all of them. So while we're talking about this idea of online dating, everybody thinks that online dating is the only way to go these days. This is completely false. And if you think about it, when you sign up for an app, any app, but let's say dating apps, it's someone else's framework for the benefit of their company, which in reality, do you really think the dating apps want you to get matched? No, absolutely not. Then nobody would use their app. Fewer than half of Americans. In fact, it's a lot less than this. If we look at the overall American population, 18 to 65 plus, 30% of people have ever been on a dating site. Now, obviously, if you're in the age range of between 18 and 29, it goes up to about 48%. But that's still less than half of all people who are in the dating market doing it online. And it also gets very interesting that while 48% of these 18 to 29 year olds, they've been on these dating sites, most of those, about one in 10, have never actually been on a date from one of these apps. So again, everything works better in real life. And this isn't just an idea of mine. I talked to some people at the Warden Business School a couple years ago, and they said when they've got a very important business relationship, they teach their students that if they're going to have a business relationship with someone, they must meet them in person in one of the first three meetings. Zoom isn't going to work. A phone call is not going to work. This is why the airlines still have business class. They still have first class cabins because there's still a lot of companies out there who are flying people from New York to Tokyo or from London to Paris because there has to be a one-on-one meeting. We are real life people. And regardless, if, if you think that you've have all these friends on Facebook or all these followers on Instagram or Twitter, it is not real. Half of the people that have large followings 
have bought them to make themselves look more popular than they are. Online is very deceitful. And it's time that we have this reality check. So if you decide that you're going to live in this virtual world, you're also going to die in the virtual world. You have to go out and get it done. Now, if you're going to meet in person, there's nothing wrong with presenting yourself the best that you can. Absolutely. Hit the gym if you're a little overweight. It's great for your health. Be confident. And particularly with the young men, it is still very true that women like confident men, but not cocky men. But a confident man who has maybe thought about how he wants his life to go what his plans are to make himself successful, whether it's through studies, through his job at the moment, or how he might end up owning his own company one day. You have to date for who you might become. Because I'll tell you now, women are very interested in what men might become. So always bear that in mind. And this is very, very true. There's also lots and lots of other things here. I'm reading from a Pew Research Center poll from 2020. Here's some of the statistics on why people decide to go on a date with somebody. 28% were physically attracted to them. 35% they share the same hobbies and interests. 36% they seemed like someone that I wanted to meet in person. 38%. They were both looking for the same kind of relationship. So this backs it all up right here. This is it. The lowest score here is physical attraction. The rest of it was shared interest and shared ideas about who they wanted to become. So that's what we've got for you, my friends. If you want to be successful in the dating world, especially as a young man, you're not going to be successful, most likely online. Because what happens is you become an Uber or an Amazon package or maybe a dining app. Someone can just select you. And if you're not the tastiest thing or you're not the nearest Uber or whatever analogy you want to use, you're not going to get selected. It's a very facile thing, but it does not work for average people. Beauty is only temporary anyway. If you have a strong character, you have something to say. If you're interesting, if you're funny, in the real world, these are gold. These are the things that are going to get women interested in you. You first of all, you have to get rid of any inferiority complex about how you look, how smart you are, how rich you are. Those things don't really matter right at the minute, right? What matters most to women is whether you're interesting, you're kind, you're confident, and you have a plan. And maybe this is the advice that should have been given at the top of last week's episode. But these are the vital factors. And the other thing that you need to do 
as we said last week, is to go to the place where women who are like you are likely to congregate. It's probably not a club or a bar, but maybe it's something like the gym. Maybe it's one of those meetup groups, uh, a church group, a sports club. You have to think about what your true interests are. And if you haven't gotten any true interest, I really suggest that you go find some. Figure out what those are. And then when you go to these places, at least you'll have something to start a conversation with. Beyond the, do you come here often? Right? (laughs) If it's a meetup group, maybe that you're interested in, say it's dogs, cats, maybe fishing. You know, women, there's plenty of women that do that. Embroidery. I mean, there's nothing wrong with going to embroidery class if that's where the women go, right? But go in and you'll immediately have something to talk about because you both have some kind of knowledge or some kind of interest in that subject at hand. So don't be intimidated by this whole thing about dating apps. Leave them alone they're facile, and they are going to go away at some point. You know, less than 10% of all people who've been on dating apps end up having a steady relationship or a marriage. Less than 10%. So the success rates are very small. And the success rates for, especially for young men, in terms of actually getting a date are minuscule. I hate to say it, but women have the pick of the pack and they're going to go for the best looking guy simply because that's what these apps are made for. These aren't really made for dating. Let's call it what it is. They're really for transient physical intimacy, hookups, if you will. And if you're a young man who's worried about where he's going to go and find a date again, what are your interests and Make the best of yourself. You don't have to go dress up in a suit and a tie if it's not appropriate. Show up clean, smell good, be well-groomed, don't look too dorky, and go somewhere where there's going to be women who share the same interest and start from there. And the conversation can really just begin with how long have you been a fan of whatever team it is, if it's a sporting event or, you know, What made you become interested in photography? And just allow the conversation to flow as if it was just you were talking to a friend. Don't force anything. It's just like meeting someone new. There's nothing to it. But when you start to think too much, that's when shit can go south. (laughs) Right? But I will tell you, just take time to be present. When you're interacting with someone, look closely Maybe it's some of their features on their face. Maybe they're not an 8, 9, or a 10. But if you look at the little things that make people so uniquely beautiful, maybe it's the gold flecks in the center of their eye. Or maybe it's the freckles on his or her nose. Maybe it's the way their hair falls along their face. Or the shape of their eyes or the smoothness of the skin on their lips. 
We have to be willing to see the beauty in the small things in life. Because these small things, these are the moments that burn a memory in our minds. So this, my dear friends, is a wrap. I hope that you find some value. I hope that you found a little more value here. If we didn't sum it up for you enough last week, I hope that you found this to be helpful for you. I hope I didn't offend anybody. You know, I always love your feedback. If you feel like you want to rate the show, review it, that's always appreciated. I'm really grateful for your support. I just think that we have to have a reality check. I have no problem with calling myself average. Most of you guys listening are average. And this, we are the normal people, right? This is the norm. All of Hollywood, they have all the money in the world to get their plastic surgery and, you know, fix themselves up to look like a Barbie doll or whatnot. Not judging them, but this isn't reality. Most of the superstars you see look like an average person. They've just went and got a little bit of help by a surgeon. So that's how it is. This is, this is reality. So again, any questions that you might have that you want me to touch on in any upcoming podcast, please feel free to send me a voice message or an email over at my website, consciouswisdomhealing.com. The link is always found in my show notes. And I want to thank Jim Cotter for helping me with this episode. Thank you so much. Be well. I'm sending so much love and light.